Welcome to Transparent Homeschooling, where we talk about the real and the raw moments of homeschooling. I am your host, Carla Givens. On today's show, I will be talking to Ashley Bundy. I'm so excited for you to hear from her. She has four kids. Her and her husband adopted all four of them. They're pretty close in age, and so she's going to be talking about what it's like to homeschool three kids while one of them is in public school. And she'll also be talking about what it's like to homeschool a kid with special needs, and also what it's like to homeschool during the pandemic. And while she's been on a health journey, she's lost about 75 pounds. So I know you guys are just going to really enjoy listening to her because I really enjoyed talking to her. And you guys can just gain so much wisdom from her. And so I really hope you enjoy today's episode. And please continue to listen to Transparent Homeschooling. Ashley, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so for having excited me. excited to have you on here. So for the listeners, Ashley, she's like one of my people. She is a big encourager in my life. She's one of the people that I turn to. Like if I'm having a bad day, I text her, I call her. She, um, she's a very supportive person and you, you need somebody like this in your life. Oh, <laughs> you're so sweet. Just talk a little bit about your family. Okay. I have four kiddos. Um, I have uh, two eight-year-olds, an 11-year-old and a 12-year-old. Um, they are amazing. Um, they are all kids. I mean, they are the ones that whenever you say, don't touch the Christmas ornaments on the Christmas tree, whenever you turn around, they are going to touch the Christmas ornaments on the Christmas tree. <laughs> and that's okay because that's how they learn. And um, they are, Marcus has um, ADHD uh, along with a few other things. Maya's a runner. Um, Michaela's a diva. And then <laughs> Gabe's Gabe and he's ADHD. Well, uh, long story with him. But anyways, um, they're all amazing kiddos. So, so um, he has ADHD. Does he also have dyslexia? He does. He has dyslexia and dysgraphia. So the dyslexia, uh, just quick, um, he reads things strange. The dysgraphia, he writes things strange. It's two different diagnoses. Right. Well, so. we're just going to jump right in then. So talk about how, so Marcus is in public school. Right. And before this year, well, before this past year, three of them were in public school and one of them were homeschooled. Just talk a little bit about the balance there, because to me, like, that's just absolutely amazing that you're able to balance both of those. Well, it's interesting. I mean, it's, I mean, even the calendar itself is just balanced because, you know, Marcus may be out of school whenever we need to go on a field trip or we need to do that. It was a lot harder when all three of them was in school. So Michaela started off as my only homeschool kiddo. Then we pulled Gabe and life got a little bit more crazy. Um, it's really was the de-schooling with him or unschooling, whatever you want to call it. And then and now that Maya has joined us in homeschooling, it's put a lot more pressure on everything. And it, at first I was worried that Marcus was not as happy, but I feel like now he is happy. But now that school's starting up is when life has happened. So I feel like my calendar just keeps getting fuller and fuller and I don't know which way to go most days, but at the end of the day, it all works out. You know, I can't, I can't stress over it. Is it going to be harder this year since, so Marcus is only going to go for two days a week. That's going to be a huge struggle for us because yeah. whenever Marcus is home, we don't get a full day of work because he doesn't have a full day of work. Like what public school is giving them is maybe two hours worth of work at the most. I mean, that's at the complete max of oh, work. Wow. So if he has two hours worth of work and we need to do all of our work, it's really, really hard to keep him entertained, to keep him doing something without just sitting him in front of a screen, which is him being home is a lot different. You know, it's, he's tired. He, he was at school all day yesterday for eight hours and then Maya had track practice and my kids, it doesn't matter. You're tired. You got to get up. You got to do your schoolwork. I don't care if you don't in your pajamas, but you still got to get it done, you know? So mm -hmm. So for the other three, because I, I mean, I'm only homeschooling two and that, well, then I have the little ones and we added, 
Hawaiian on this year, which only does a little bit at a time, but you have three that are doing like a full homeschool day. How long does that take and what does that look like? So it's really funny because when Michaela started as my one child, it was like 30 minutes a day, 30 mm -hmm. minutes to an hour and a half. And then Gabe made it like three hours. Now that Maya's home, it's like five hours a day. Okay. I mean, and then you add Marcus home. So it's like seven hours a day. Mm -hmm. And that's with everything, you know, we both love the Memoria Press, but that's doing everything throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But you make it work because you're a rock star. <laughs> you know, the reason Marcus, it works good for us is because they get their individual time. Marcus needs the structure that public school provides and for him that I can't do. I just, I can't do the structure and the routine like he does, like he needs. So whenever he comes home, it's, it's all about Marcus, which works for our family situation, our family dynamic, however you want to word it. So, yeah, well, let's talk about how this year has just been completely different for you. You have gone on this like lifestyle journey. You've changed you. your health, your lifestyle. You've lost a ton of weight. You look absolutely amazing and you've done it all while homeschooling. <laughs> yes. So. I am the homeschooler in the household. I am the one to love my, I mean, my husband loves my kids too, but I'm the one that is always with them. And I had got to the point where I was miserable in my own skin and I didn't even know how miserable I was. So I started the keto journey after I was diagnosed with a fatty liver and I started keto and I have not cheated at all. Well, I licked the knife the other day of Gabe's cupcakes. No big deal, but that's the only time I cheated. So we can't hold that. Anyways. So I have done keto nonstop and it, I've lost 72 to 75 pounds depending that on the day of the week. Amazing. Thanks. And it feels so good. So well, good. I've I, like been with you through this journey and I've you seen have. the change <laughs> and how amazing it's been. And also how much you've learned. You have learned so much just since what, January? No, December 13th. December. Um, so much knowledge. I mean, I feel like we were never educated on health, nutrition, what was good for our body. I mean, but then again, it could, I mean, my parents, we just didn't have access to that stuff, you know? So it's amazing how much knowledge is out there. And I love the fact that I can teach my kids that I can teach uh -huh. my friends that I can teach my family that, and they can take the knowledge and apply it, or they can just love me. And watch me do it. <laughs> how has how has all of that knowledge, how has it changed your homeschool days? Because I'm sure just the way that you prepare meals for your kids and everything has that um has that made things difficult? Is it or has it made things easier? It's kind of made things I mean, I really wouldn't say more less or more. I mean, Maya's older, like yesterday she made gay pumpkin muffins. Gabe has a lot of food allergies, so she was able to prepare those. And honestly, like she's been cooking since she was like nine tonight. She was able to grill for the first time, oh, which wow. was huge. And she was excited. And, you know, Gabe's made coleslaw. I mean, we all just get in together and they're able to, I think they were able to see the changes where we use the cane sugar. And now we use the monk fruit or the coconut yeah. sugar for Gabe's things and honey and this, that, and the other. So it's been amazing for them to see me through the journey and be there. And whenever mm -hmm. I lose weight and honestly, I forget to tell them sometimes. And whenever they hear, they're like, what, you didn't tell us, you know, Aww. cause it's like a big deal to them. I mean, it's yeah. like, not only am I their biggest fan, but they're my biggest fan, you know? Yes. So yeah. Do you think that's helped your relationship just with, just in your I family? Do, but I also think it's helped me like open my eyes to seeing the little accomplishments that they do throughout a homeschool day differently. Does that make sense? Oh, like, that's good. Yeah. Like whenever Gabe like wrote God for the first time, like I still have that piece of paper. Like, Aww. so it's the little things like that, I feel like that we skip, but mm -hmm. now that we see like the, I don't know, it's just like a reverse value thing. And I'm like, oh, makes me feel so special. I want them to feel so special all the time too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense because you're learning and now you, I mean, you're learning something different than they're learning, but just that process kind of, it gives you a different perspective of yes. how, of what they're doing. So that's awesome. Well, I'm so proud of you and thank I've you. loved just watching this. Stuff I happen. know you've been a cheerleader as well. And I thank you for that. Like you've been there every time. You're like, what? <laughs> I mean, it's, 
it's just amazing to me. And I've learned a lot. I've always kind of been somewhat of a healthy person, but just throughout seeing you with all of this, I've learned some things that I didn't know. And it seems like it's always changing too. So I'm not going to get too far off. Like, I feel like we could talk about food and health for a while. So let's try to get back on track. Um, Okay. What is it like to homeschool a kid with special needs? Challenging. It is. I mean, challenging isn't the word. I mean, sometimes I, I literally hide in the shower because I mean, honestly, like he's needed 45 breaks just to get through one worksheet. Mm -hmm. And then there's other days that he sits and that 45 minute worksheet has taken him two minutes and he can tell you everything that he needs to know from that worksheet. And it's just like so amazing, even though it was so bad the day before. I mean, does that make sense? Like, I mean, And then there's more good days and bad days. Don't get me wrong. There's more good days that I am outside quizzing him while he's jumping on a trampoline. There is more of those days than the days of me hiding in the bathroom. But at the end of the day, it's so rewarding to be the one to be there to make sure, okay, he can't make a be the right way. So let's teach him to make the be the right way instead of just circling it in a yellow highlighter Uh and never teaching him. So it's really good to be able to have the patience, patience is number one, (laughs) and just to see that progress. But it's also amazing to be there for the trial and error. And it's, it's life skills is what my new word is life skills. I mean, (laughs) okay. So we talked a little bit about him having special needs and how it's a struggle sometimes, but it was also a struggle when he was in public school. I mean, it was, was it more of a struggle? Cause I mean, you still had to help him with homework. You still had to talk to his teacher. I mean, is it easier now that you're the one being able to teach him? So it was a really big struggle with his dysgraphia. One day I got home a piece of paper from public school and it was just 25 numbers or I think it was letters circled. I mean, but it was no teaching. It was never any, it was no teaching. It was just the highlight and move along. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? So then what would happen is he'd get home and then I'd have to talk to him about like, why does this look like this? You know, and then we'd go into a meltdown because not only was teacher mad at me, but now that my mom's mad at me and then we have to do this and I'm tired and I'm cranky and I'm hungry and everything else. So him being at home and me being able to teach him and work on things that he needs to work on Mm -hmm. is huge because we're able just to focus on that and it may just be the letter B for an hour and that's okay you know it may be the letter B and while he's tracing the letter B we may be talking about a book that we're reading or I may be reading a book because he's great at multitasking that's a benefit of ADHD is they are fantastic. That's great. So, but it's just really, it was, and then it was the teachers and overall, I mean, his mental health altogether and having one child who has to go to counseling every other week, mental health is huge at the younger ages. It's, it's very big and it makes them, in my opinion, not clinical, it makes them who they are whenever they start hitting those preteen ages. And that's whenever we have more of the hormones kicking in on top of the anxiety that we've instilled at such young ages. And mm-hmm. I'm not a free bird, but I am a free bird. And, you know, I want you to be free and to be able to learn to love you as well and realize that you can make mistakes in life. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. So um, do you have any advice for new moms just starting out or especially moms that may be starting out with kids who have ADHD or have dyslexia? Because it may be, it may be hard for them, especially if they've been in school before to now know how to teach them. So the first thing I tell every mom, no matter if it's a special needs mom or, or anything is don't fall into the comparison trap. Michaela and Gabe are 38 days apart. Um, so Michaela is really advanced for her age and Gabe is not, and that is okay. I mean, honestly, it's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. He is going to be okay. And she is going to be okay. Don't fall into the comparison trap with, 
you know, your friend at co-op or tutorial or your friend at church with what they're learning here and there. Don't fall into the comparison trap. That's number one. Number two, find a curriculum that you love and that your child loves and what is not going to be a battle. Last year, whenever I first pulled Gabe out, I just grabbed some cheap stuff, whatever would work. It, it did not work. You know, he was not able to focus. He did not like the curriculum. It was not special needs based as well. So really, I mean, I just thought that I could edit it and make it for him. And it was, it was a little bit more to that than I had envisioned. So mm-hmm. find a curriculum you love, stick with it. And honestly, um, I guess this should be number one, but mainly focus on your relationship with God, because you need to pray for your child. You need to always remember that God is going to, God loves your child and God put that child with you for a reason. So make sure that you put your faith in him first. Absolutely. Awesome. So what curriculum, well, I mean, I know what curriculum you use, but tell our listeners what curriculum you use and that you have found that works for special needs and for your other kids who don't have special needs. Yes, we use a Memorial Memorial Press curriculum and um, Gabe uses a Simply Classical, um, which is more so for special needs. Um, Memorial Press is um, a big Latin classical conversations curriculum. And even in the special needs, the Simply Classical that I use, it does all the same things. It may just do Latin for two years instead of one year. But if you're good, do it in one year. That's fine. Whatever works for you. The literature is amazing. They, I mean, it's all, it, it all works perfectly. It's tracing letters, not just writing letters. Um, it, is amazing. And then for my other ones who are, don't use the simply classical for, even though like with Michaela, I may be talking about like, what is a sentence? He knows the same thing. He's hearing this. Mm -hmm. So it's all linked together. I mean, even though he's not doing her work and she's not doing his, it's all they're all hearing the same thing, which makes life a lot easier. <laughs> That's what I love. Or, well, one of the many things I love about Memorial Press, there's actually three different levels. So there's the Simply Classical, which I don't know much about. Then there's just like the regular, and then there's the Accelerated. And it's yeah. okay to move around. Like Scarlett started out on the Accelerated, and this year we're kind of doing a mixture because there were some things that you were supposed to do in one year on Accelerated, and we just didn't get it all done last year. So now we're doing that this year. So, and that's totally fine. I think yeah. some people think that they have to just check off every box, but you don't. You just do what works for each child. Well, that's just like Maya. Whenever I pulled her out and I knew I loved Memorial Press for Michaela, I knew I wanted to love it for Maya too, but Memorial Press never like writes it by grades. Mm-hmm. So for example, like Michaela or, and Maya are doing the same English grammar and it works mm-hmm. for them. And mm-hmm. even though Maya's in sixth grade, Michaela's in third, some things Maya didn't learn in public school that... I feel is important for her to learn. So yeah, well, even just not in public school. So Scarlett's been, we've kind of gone backwards with grammar a little bit because she has forgotten a lot of the rules. And so now she's read learning them with Everett. So, you know, it's great. (laughs) That's why we love index cards, right? (laughs) Yes. We have been using lots of index cards (laughs) and it works. In fact, I actually used to hate flashcards. I never thought that, I just didn't think they worked very well. And now I'm realizing the beauty in them. This year, we actually started something where they have their binder with their little pencil thing in the front that, that you know, hooks into it. And I have index cards that they're going to write on throughout the week. And they just write different things that they've learned, no matter what subject it is. And then on Friday, and sometimes it's those recitation questions that are in the back of the book. And then on Friday... I will quiz them on it and they know I'm going to. And so they want to make sure that they know it. So they'll look at them throughout the week. And it's, it's actually done really well because it's only a little bit at a time. It's not like a ton of them because that's overwhelming when you have like a whole stack of Latin flashcards that you have to do or whatever. So we're trying it. And when they write it themselves, when they write the flashcards themselves, instead of just getting the ones that are pre-made, like they remember it better. So that's something new we're trying out this year. And so far it's working out really well. One thing I learned with Gabe and flashcards, um, the Target dollar spots, they have those alphabet stamps. Yes. So for his spelling words, instead of making him write them, he will stamp them. 
Oh, that's and fun. And it's fine motor, and it's time-consuming, and he can make it cute and fun, and it's just perfect. Oh, I should get that for Wyatt. He would love that. Yes. So, uh, a few weeks ago, Wyatt did not think he wanted to do school at all. He, I mean, he's only four, but, you know, I love preschool pre-K. Like, it's my favorite. And so, I wanted to at least do some songs and teach them letters and shapes and things like that. Things that I, my other kids knew already by this age because they loved doing school and he did not want to do it. And now I've made a little pre-K area for him and he absolutely loves it. He only does like 15 to 30 minutes a day, if that, but today he spelled his name. I mean, I texted you because I was so excited, but today he spelled his name. He can't write it, which I don't even expect him to do that yet, but he knows the letters of his name and he typed it on his little like leapfrog laptop and I was so excited that I cried like those are the moments that make this all worth it when the kid that does not want to do school at all and says he doesn't have to learn letters because he's going to be a race car driver and then he when he learns the letters of his name like that makes it worth it you know and then Everett he he is great at math but he's not a writer and the writing curriculum this year I was not sure how that was going to go for him and he's doing so great with it and so it's just things like that. I mean, we've had, we've already had some struggles this year. Like yesterday was when I, when I post that episode, I have a podcast episode about that. But when I post that, like yesterday was not a good day, but um, moments like that just make it all worth it. So what are some moments for you that have just made all the struggles worth it? I don't know. I think it's seeing what you say in like, for example, with Wyatt, whenever Wyatt, spelled his name seeing what words you say like as a parent that makes your child's face like super light up mm-hmm. I guess it would be their love language like being able to dissect at the younger ages especially to dissect and figure out what their love languages is to to grow that self-esteem as they get bigger mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah just to I- see the fruit of your labor just everything that you've been doing that doesn't seem like you can see it. And then one day you just, you see like, oh, they got that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, even me, my last time I had my breakdown day, I mean, really by the time my morning came, I had 20 different plans in play. Mm-hmm. And by the time it was lunch, my kids were done with school and they had, they had gathered everything because I just needed to go in and rework something, you know, but yeah, I don't know. I just think overall seeing them succeed is and what our goals are. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that I we mean, are the ones there alongside them, helping them succeed. Exactly. And I'm not talking about like succeed as in, you know, my child's going to be a doctor. If my child right. picks up trash off the side of the road, I'm happy Yes. because they are happy and yes. that's okay. Somebody's got to do it. Just yeah. saying, somebody's got to do it. So yeah. Oh, exactly. I love that. So, um, Think back to when you first started homeschooling, which you were just starting with one child then, but did you have any fears or did you, like, were you confident that this is what you're going to do? Were you worried that you're not smart enough to do this? Like, what were some of your fears as a new homeschooler, if you can remember? Yeah, I was actually talking about this today with a friend because she just started homeschooling her son. And I had said that I, I, at first I felt like I just had to mark the problem wrong. Does that make sense? Like you just mark the problem wrong and then you move along and you continue to do, and it doesn't matter if they mark that problem wrong. They just missed it and life goes on. And that's not how it goes. Like what changed for me is I taught, I teach to perfection now. So if you get that math problem wrong, we're going to go over it together. And then we're probably going to do a few more problems just to make sure you completely understand it. Mm So I think that whenever I first started, I was worried about the comparison trap of public school, having Gabe and everyone else in public school. What did Maya learn in kindergarten? How did Marcus deal with this? It was never what I felt like Michaela needed. It was always what I felt like public school did. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard because, you know, whenever you homeschool, you're not public school. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Is that a dog that I keep hearing? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I like, couldn't tell if it was a kid or a dog. It's <laughs> like sitting at the dog door, like looking at me like, why is this locked? <laughs> hey, it's real life. It's okay. At first I was like, it sounds like a baby over there. But 
Thankfully, somehow my house with my four kids and our animals, it's totally quiet right now, which is pretty that's scary. <laughs> well, they're all in bed and they stayed in bed. Uh, so yeah, that's no, pretty amazing. We'll be, I mean, when we got our puppy in a few weeks, it could get louder. Do they know about it yet? Do they know about it yet? Oh yeah. They helped pick, pick the puppy out. They're okay. super excited. I couldn't keep it from them. I'm like looking at pictures all the time. And, <laughs> um, so like we were just talking about fears when starting out, do you still have any of those same fears or any new fears? So I guess I never want to compare to public school and that's my, my, my biggest ba mental battle, but I always worry if something happens to me and my kids have to go back to school. Oh, me too. What if my husband loses his job and I have to go to work and, or something, I mean, I don't even want to say the things that I imagine sometimes, but if they have to go into public school, do I have them prepared enough? Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is, is I, I would lose sleep over that thought if yeah. I let it battle me too much. Um, so that's always something I'm concerned about. I'm really honestly, socially and all that good stuff. I'm not even worried about that. I mean, my mm -hmm. kids are awkward and I'm awkward and that's okay. Cause that's what works for us. Um, if Going they were to school, no isn't going to magically make you not awkward. No, I mean, know? and if they were normal, I would really be worried. I mean, just so you know, they're not, um, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. So, I mean, as far as, I mean, it's really just the fear of them having to go to school and me not having them prepared, even though I know they are. Yeah. Oh, that's my biggest fear too. Not even just being prepared, but just so, well, you know, my mom passed away yeah. years ago, but she's had dementia for such a long time. And so I'm always worried about getting that every time I forget something, like if I forget an appointment or can't find my keys or something like that, yeah. I start worrying about that. And that's, so, I mean, that's my biggest fear too. And I think it's important to talk about these things because other people are feeling the same way. And well, and not just that, like my kids, um, three of my kids were in foster care and I adopted them and my youngest gave as a private adoption. And, you know, with DCS, you can't foster or you can't, um, homeschool. So what if something happened and all of a sudden DCS is like, well, they were in foster care at one point in time. So they never should have been homeschooled or, you know, it's always, or, there's always the state. I mean, goodness, they could always just come in at any time and say, no, nope, they're going to school, you know, so. But the thing is, there's just going to be fears no matter what, because we're human. And so I just have to remind myself that God wants me to do this. I'm doing this for a reason. And if for some reason they're supposed to go back to school, he's going to have them to, they're exactly. you know, it's going to be okay. I mean, through the battles, the mental battles, that is when a homeschool parent needs a village. Yes. The village is key to success for your children and you, because Absolutely. if you don't have a village, you're going to worry yourself to death and you're going to send your kids to public school and your yeah. kids need a village because they need to be able to run and play and be with friends as well. So. Absolutely. I wouldn't be able to do this without, without my friends, without our co-op, just all the things that we do. And even this year with it looking differently, I mean, we, we still have each other. Exactly. You know? So, and that's really why I wanted to start this podcast because so many people are not going to have this. So even if they can just listen, listen to people that are going through what they're going through, maybe that'll help at least somewhat. It won't, it won't be the same, but at least, you know, at least it's something. We all had to get creative. Yeah. If you could go back to the beginning and change anything, what would you change or would you change anything? Mm. Ooh, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I really don't. Um, do you think you would, um, do you think you would have started homeschooling the other sooner? I do not because I feel like if Gabe would have not went to public school, I don't want to say I wouldn't have known, but I would have thought once again with not comparing the two, that that was normal. I wouldn't have known that he had, Oh yeah some delays in certain areas that I am able to now work with and we're able to learn skills to cope with. That's so true. And with, with Maya, like, I mean, no, I don't think I would have, I mean, I, I, I feel like, I feel like Marcus needed her so bad that mm -hmm. I feel like it was more to than just public school. Um, Marcus needed to know Maya was there. And mm -hmm. I think that 
that has helped him a whole lot is to have her there. I mean, they've been right across the hall from each other every year. I mean, every year. So how's that going to change for him this year? I mean, there's so many changes for him with COVID and school not going every day and now her not being there. I wonder how that's going to be for him this year. I think he's ready for it. I really oh, do. And, and it goes back to my new words. It's life skills. It's not roles. You know, it's life skills. I mean, he's got and to you've learn had all this time to work with him too, which is a blessing in disguise. You know, he's got an IEP and everything else and he's concerned. He does not want any eyes on him, but he's also got delays that, you know, it's going to take time to heal, you know, so we'll just have to figure it out. <laughs> and he starts next week. He starts on Tuesday and he's kind of, I'm wondering, you know, he's got a lot of sensory needs. I'm wondering how this mask thing is going to go all day. I really am. Oh, I know. He's super strong and I think he's going to love it because I mean, come on, you're like what Darth Vader when you put on a mask. I don't know yeah, what his mind's thinking. Get some, get some cool masks. I mean, he's got a navy I, one. He's. I would blessed. struggle wearing a mask all day, every day. I think I would struggle with it. But bless his heart, we were in Publix today, and he pulled his mask down to sneeze. Oh, no. <laughs> in the middle of the store. Do you know how many people looked at me? I was oh, like, no. oh, my gosh. I was like, you don't do that. He's like, what do you mean? You want me to sneeze in the mask? Oh yeah, I do want oh, you to no. sneeze in the mask. I mean, that's kind of the point. I'm like, oh, bless oh, these no. babies. I mean, it was. I know. We'll see stuff like that. It makes me wonder if the masks are going to really help much at all in school, and like in a school setting. And those poor teachers are going to have to like really enforce it. You know, I, it was. I, it, he really I looked at me confused. Them. He's like, you can't. I, didn't want you to pull it down. I want you to just sneeze in it. I mean, I, I don't know. It's interesting. That's all there is to it. Oh, <laughs> that's rough. This has all been so hard on everybody. Like I know that the kids back to school, I pray for them and the teachers. It's just, it's yeah, it's, it's interesting, but you know, I mean, the thing about it is, is I had read, and I think I had said something to you about it maybe, but it talked about how Vanderbilt's full, but it's not full yes. of COVID. And the thing about it is, is it's full of people whose mom works two jobs and, you know, got into some cleaning chemicals under the sink because sister was texting on her phone because sister's really not the babysitter. You know what I mean? I know, so I know so many kids need to be back in school. So yeah, I know it's just hard. It's all hard. Yeah. Moving, moving into this year, like has your planning changed for all of them? I mean, for him going into public school, have you had to, to change, to change much? And then your other kids, like how has your planning for this year changed? Um, it has been a um, very stressful situation. So, you know, it goes back to, we go to a co-op um, here locally and we go on Fridays and it's, is he going to be in school on Friday? Is he not going to be in school on Friday? You know, mm -hmm. is, does that mean that I'm going to have to find a babysitter for him? So then we also have like a weekly Wednesday thing we do, you know, if my husband going to be off, is he going to be able to watch him? You know, is he going to be able to, am I going to be able to get Michaela home from piano before he gets off the bus? Because honestly, like, I don't even know what time the bus is picking him up and bringing him home is, is he going to lose his mask and not be able to get on the bus? I mean, it's so much. I just had a headache listening and thinking about all of that. Like, <laughs> so much give and take that, you know, it involves. And it's really hard whenever you have children who are by the book. It's black or white. It's A or B. I mean, in now it's full of, I don't know if you're going to go to school on Thursday because I don't know if your teacher is going to end up with COVID. I'm just saying, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's so a hard. roller coaster is what it is. It is. It is. Goodness. Yeah. Well, you are amazing. You're absolutely amazing. And you handle it like a rock star. I mean, just listening to all of that, that's just, that's a lot. It's a lot to think about and a lot to handle, a lot to balance, but you are amazing. And you know, we just, we do it like we do the hard things because that's what we do, you know? <laughs> so through these hard, these hard days, do you have a specific Bible verse or song or quote or anything that helps get you through? Or even if there's more than one. I mean, not really. I just know that whenever I have a really bad day, uh, for those 10 minutes that I hide in the bathroom or wherever it may be, it is, I just talk to God. And mm -hmm. that's really sometimes what, I mean, even 
whenever I don't know how to figure out this math problem because I did sixth grade math 25 years ago, it feels like. Yeah. I just talked to God and I'm like, you know, just help me, give me the knowledge, get me through this. I really don't have a specific verse. And I think it really just is how it flows to me at that time. I yeah. don't, I guess. Yeah. I know kids think that timeout is a punishment, but for us, it's like, we need, we need our timeouts. Yeah. You know, <laughs> mommy needs timeout. <laughs> It's the only way to get through the day. (laughs) And that's okay. It's okay to just take a break, to take a little break. And like yesterday, I made all my kids go take a nap because we just can't handle it anymore. Like, I don't even care if you go to sleep, but you got to go in your room and we're going to start over. But you know, by the time the bad day's over and us as moms are laying in the bed, you know, going through our blessings, thanking God, you realize that this is just one bad day compared to the thousand good days we have. I mean, there are so many more good days that I have than bad days. I mean, it's truly a blessing to be able to. I don't know if this is how it is for you, but for me, whenever we have a bad day and we have to just stop everything, usually the next day is really good. It is. I mean, he's not going to put more on us than we can handle. He's just really, he's not. And if he can give us four kids and let us. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what is it? We have friends that have more than four. I mean, we have friends that have 10 kids and I think of her, I really want her on the show actually, but I will think like, okay, if she can do this, I can do this. (laughs) Okay. So do you know, I messaged her and this is a little tip about a planner. Everybody in my life have a planner and I just use my phone, you know? So Mm -hmm. I messaged her and I'm like, what planner do you use? She's like, I don't. She doesn't use a planner. I know. I know. And I was like, oh Which my is... gosh, I feel like I need to get one. And she's like, girl, own it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, okay. I have changed. So as far as like scheduling and everything goes, I have kind of changed up every year how yeah. I do things. Like last year, I mean, I used my planner, but I was not really a schedule scheduler. Like last year was kind of more go with the flow for us. And I like that. That works better for me. But my kids were really wanting more of a schedule. So like I developed a chore chart and that helped so much with them doing their chores. And now this year I'm printing off a schedule each week, but I'm just letting them know it's okay if we don't stick to it. That's why scheduling hasn't worked for us in the past because they would stress out if we didn't stick to it. I would stress out if we didn't stick to it. But this year, so we have our schedule and already like we've only been doing this for two weeks and there's already been at least two days where we could not stick to the schedule, you know, probably more than that. I mean, I think the very first day we were a little bit behind and Scarlett was stressing out about it, but I've actually realized that it's good for them. It's good for them to have the schedule, but it's good for them to see that we can also be flexible. So the plan that we're doing this year, I'm printing off a schedule for them for each week. And I mean, with actual, like at eight o'clock, we do this at nine o'clock, we do this. And They really like that. So I'm going to try to stick with that this year. I haven't even written in my planner aside from like, I have an interview this day or an appointment this day or whatever. But as far as school stuff, I haven't written in my planner. I've just been doing this schedule. So I think I'm going to keep going with that and see, because they seem to like it. They seem to really like it. And that's what matters is that it's what matters for you. I do not think that personally in our household that would work. Well, it never did for us before. Yeah. I've tried. So I've tried schedules, not exactly like what I'm doing right now, but some kind of a schedule. I've tried it every year, but this is the first. And usually after one day, I was like, nope, we can't, this isn't working, you know, mm-hmm. but I am more of a go with the flow person and I can still get things done. Like I don't have to work out at seven every day or I won't get it done or whatever. Like I don't have to do that. I will get the things done that I need to get done when I get to them. But for my kids, I've just realized, especially Everett, but really all of them, I just realized that they need to see the plan. They need to be able to check off the things that they do and they need to have some kind of free time or whatever for when they've done all of that. And that's just what works for them. For it's right a now. life skill. So that's my view, a I life am making skill. myself sit down every Sunday and write out their plan just so they can have that. So anyway, it's making me be more of an organized person. <laughs> okay. I, I may have to try it one day, just not today. I mean, <laughs> it's what you're doing about works for you, Yeah. Yeah. I it's mean, you got to do what's work, what works. And honestly, we may change it. I mean, I don't know. The, the great thing is, is that we can try different things and we can, we can change things up, but 
Yeah. So far, that's working for us. <laughs> you do have like your school space. And I mean, you're, you do kind of have a traditional school set up a little bit, don't you? I do. We have the desk. Each of them have their own desk. And then I have a desk. And um, they have their own areas for everything. I don't have anything huge or fancy. We just cut our living room in half. I mean, honestly, right now, all the desks are kind of rolled right in front of my fireplace. And that's what works and they roll the desk where they need to and if they need to take it outside I'm fine I don't care I mean yeah, they take their, I love I mean, doing school outside and it works but I mean honestly I can't I don't have like a we start off every day with this routine does that yeah. make sense mm-hmm. we do we have our own routine but it's not written down like we start off with you know we say the pledge of allegiance and then we do our thankful journal and then we listen to music while we're doing our thankful journal. And that's just really our only, only Mm -hmm. thing that we do consistently every day at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good. Last year, I really wanted to start out with Bible every morning and we did, we did great sometimes, but I don't know for some reason this year, now that we have things written down, we're doing better with it. But Let's go back to electronics because so I talked to somebody yesterday who's really strict about it. I'm a pretty strict with electronics, but I've been a little bit more lenient this year because Everett like just loves the computer. So I'm trying to add a little bit more computer type things, especially for him. But um, I know some people are like, let's do it all on the computer. Some people don't want to do any of it on the computer. What's your take on that? So I have two different takes. For Gabe at first, I was like, what's the big deal with writing? He can always type it, right? I mean, that's what the world's coming to. It's 2020. We don't don't need to handwrite anything. I mean, I don't even handwrite anything now, really. But then I got to the point, I'm like, no, he really needs to learn how to use a pencil. And he's going to learn how to use a pencil. So as far as electronics, um, I do do typing and... um, they love a little math game called Prodigy. Um, those are done on my laptop, or Maya has her own laptop, but she doesn't get free time on that laptop. Um, my kids have electronics for school, and then they have electronics for not school. So that sounds really spoiled when I say it out loud. No, we but what I'm saying, yeah, we what I'm saying is they're not allowed to play on the computer free play. That's just right. not an option after school. They can do their typing, their spelling words. They can do PowerPoints for me. They can do their math games and all this good stuff on the computer. Mm-hmm. And then in between hand, I do have apps and stuff, but they're all educational apps. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any apps that are not, I mean, even with Gabe for his, for his dyslexia, you know, I have a, a handwriting app and I have a little bitty stylus. It's like the smallest stylus I could find because it forces him to hold it the right way. And, you know, we have geography and the bones of the body and this, that, and another, but during school time, there's no other electronics allowed. Mm-hmm. And there's some days that we don't even use those electronics. Now, after school, they only get an hour a day. That's just what works. I noticed with Marcus his brain is broke if he plays on electronic more than an hour. And even Maya, like their, her brains, their brains are just broke. I feel like I can just tell them to go do something. And they honestly don't even know what I said. I know. I, mean, I tell my kids they're like zombies after they've been on it for too long. And, and you know, the thing about it is, is you have to earn it. So if you can't do what you need to do, you're not getting it. Anymore. Yeah. That's how we do it. So they have to, well, the, so their tablets or TV or anything like that, they can't do that until they've done chores and all their schoolwork. But this year I've added more stuff like on the, so we have the computer and the laptop that's for school stuff. And then they have their tablets and TV, which is for after they've done everything. Yeah. So I've added a little bit more this year that they can do like on the computers for school. But So I have really struggled with finding electronic websites that yeah. are okay. I guess I'm not even that, I'm not a helicopter mom for that kind of stuff. I'm a (laughs) helicopter mom though. Don't forget that. I I I was about to say like, you're not a helicopter mom. (laughs) I am. Like my today, she's like, I just, I just, mom, I'm worried. I can't find you. And I'm like, Maya, because she's running with the middle school. I'm like, Maya, I can see your little bun everywhere you run. I know where you are. Don't worry about that. (laughs) You can't find me, but I'm going to find you. (laughs) 
my goodness. <laughs> I mean, all right. So, so do you have anything, just anything that you want to say to people that are just starting out from for the first time that coming from public school? Coming from public school, you need to learn to, I, I never really agreed with this until recently, but you've really got to unschool them. And the thing is, and I told, I, I, I vented to Carla about this. I know specifically because it was a bad day. I'm like, I just don't understand why can't she just pick up the next book and do it. She knows this worksheet has to be done. Why do I have to say, now you do this. Now you do that. This is what you do. This, I mean, you literally, the teachers literally have to tell these kids step by step by step by step by step on what to do every day, all day, because these teachers have 20 kids that yeah. they're dealing with, you know? Yeah. So you literally have to take a breath and unschool them. You have to let them know that they are independent with this as well. It's yeah, totally. Well, that, so people say that all the time. I was actually talking about, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I was talking to somebody about this earlier. So people say this all the time. You have to unschool them or de-school them, but nobody says what that looks like. And to somebody coming from public school that's not even looked into homeschool in the past, like how would you explain to them what that looks like? Like, what do you mean by de-school them or unschool them? Yeah. I mean, it's the step-by-step. Step. I mean, they're used to the bell ringing to send them to the next class. They're used to the teacher saying, get your books and line up. I mean, yeah. We, so do you say just take a little bit of time to really not have structure? I, I say you take a little bit of time to honestly get to know each other. Yeah. And that sounds crazy. That's good. No, but, that's so good. I mean, they're at school 10 hours a day and you're at work right. 10 hours a day and then you cook for what, two hours a day and clean or whatever it may be. So you literally have to take the opportunity to get to know your child. Yeah. And just discuss. Just yeah. Discuss. And just yeah, learn each other and learn what works for you and what you like. Cause you know, I mean, there's just so much that they, their little brains just go over time. So, I mean, yeah, de-schooling is, is a bubble in its own and it sounds horrible. You're exactly right. But it's something that we have to do. But it's even just learn to be patient with them because the teachers have told them what to do step-by-step step for so long. And that's what they're used to. Mm -hmm. But it's hard because, you know, honestly, I was talking to a friend today and she's like, this online stuff just isn't working. And I'm like, she's a senior this year. And I'm like, let's look at it this way. Let's look at it as you're getting the life skills that you need for when you go to college. I mean, you're able, you know, that I have to pick up my book and do it. Nobody else is going to do it for me. Mm -hmm. These are things that we are instilling in our kids. And I know that they're young and I'm not predicting them to go to college tomorrow. And that's okay. That's okay. I'm thankful for that. But these are still skills that are leading them to the independent study ability. Is that right? Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So Anyways, like with her, I was telling her today, I was like, you just, you just embrace this, you know, you embrace it, love it, learn it. So that next year when you go to college, you're not going to stress, you're going to roll with it. And that's the same thing with you. Once you get in there and you get to homeschooling them and you are able to learn them and love them, it's all just going to flow. So it's 9.30, 9.34, which for most, I mean, for us anyway, that's like bedtime, right? So I think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah hopefully the things that we're saying make sense but I know we both get up really early I think you you start school pretty early don't you I used to but not anymore not, not since anymore. they've been sleeping in I mean okay I get up and I take my vitamins and I talk to God and I watch the news and I drink my coffee and then they wake up and you text and me <laughs> exactly I mean it's like every morning I have a routine and yeah See, if my, I don't are, my younger two are, are already up through all that. So I don't get to do all that first, but one day, one day I will. <laughs> She's <a good> okay. <laughs> also another thing to add is a village. I mean, you really need a village because if you don't have a village, I mean, it's just more people to love your kids and love them for who they are. You know, mm -hmm. I know. And our village looks so different right now, but it's actually still been amazing. I've, we've been getting to know some people that we didn't have a chance to get to know before because we were constantly going from activity to activity and we would only see them at the activities, not actually like building a relationship with them. And so even though everything's different and a lot of things are online, 
um, we still have, we still have that village and I know that they're still there and we can actually still build relationships, even though it's not ideal because a lot of times it's on a zoom call, but, (laughs) but I mean, it goes back to the electronics. I mean, we don't let our kids have electronics all the time and they're loving the zoom. I mean, I'm not going to lie. They're loving getting on there. Yes. And this is a big reason we, I've been a little bit more relaxed with a lot of the electronics because of the way things are right now, but I'm also, it's made me thankful for electronics you know it's made me really thankful for them so you know we're classical educators our memoria press is very classical education which is kind of like the opposite of doing things online but I think you have to have a balance (laughs) oh I mean it's it's a life skill I mean I've said that like a hundred times too but I feel like honestly they're gonna have to know how to use a computer and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to know that their boss is not gonna tell them what to do next like they you know, have to, they just, they need to learn these things. Just for me trying to figure out this podcast and converting it from, from whatever it is to the wave back to the MP3 or whatever, editing all of this stuff is taking me so long, like longer than I thought it would to figure out. And I want my kids when they are, when they find things they want to do, I want them to be able to know how to do these things. (laughs) Do you know the worst part about it is, is it took you forever and even your kids like not having that access, I bet they could still figure it out. They probably would have figured it out. Yeah. It just makes me feel old. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, how do I turn my phone on silent? If it weren't for Jeff, we probably would not even like be on the computer at all because some days I can't even get it to turn on. I'm like, come in here. (laughs) I, I, I YouTube it all. I'm like, how to this? Yeah. I'm thankful for that too, which sometimes I forget about that. And then you remind me, but yeah, like I need, I need some YouTube in my life. Well, thank you so much for being on here. It's been such a joy to talk to you. And I know that people will gain a lot from the things that you said today. So yay. Thanks for having me. It's the best. Thank you so much to Ashley for being on the show. And I just want to thank everybody for listening. It was so much fun talking to her. I, um, I had a lot of fun editing that. There was a lot of things that I had to edit out because we talk multiple times a day, every day. And so we went off on a lot of tangents and (laughs) it was actually a lot of fun. I feel like I could make an entire episode just of things that I took out of that, that I could call like our bloopers or something like that. But anyway, I just hope that you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. And I hope that you continue to listen to Transparent Homeschooling. I have so many ideas for future episodes and so many people lined up that want to be on the show. And I just um, encourage you to go on to Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening and to like it and leave me a review. You can also like me on Instagram. Um, so just please like the more, the more likes and reviews that I have, the more that other people will be able to see and that we'll be able to reach those people that, that need to hear this. So if you could please do that for me and just also just reach out and let me know that you listened and that you liked it, um, because that means a lot to me. So thank you so much. And I hope that you continue listening. This is Transparent Homeschooling with Carla Gibbons.